Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. And yes, You know, think about what your life would be like if you knew that you could not fail. If failure was not something that was anything at all, part of any question, any action, and any outcome in your life. What is it you would do? What would you believe? What would be the energy of your life? How would you contribute to the world? You know, that question has been part of this show since the very first show we did in 2003. Actually, it was part of a question for me before that when we created Crust Busting. And um, it, it has been a journey. I ask myself this question all the time. And many of you have said, I've had people on that say, oh, you got to change the question. And I've said, well, why do I have to change the question? They said, oh, don't use the word fail. And I said, okay, what would it be? And I've gotten a million different suggestions. And honestly, for me, There's something about facing that demon that was so part of my life um, that without looking failure straight in the eye and having an awareness that is absolutely not anything that is in my consciousness on a regular basis has been important for me. But I want to ask today, I, I get to have a conversation. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited about this. You know, Benny, we get to talk to Linda Starwolf joining us here today. And the conversation is about walking the path of spirit of the wolf. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what the, what that role looks like and why there is an energy and what is the energy of it. Um, earlier in the show, um, last show, actually, uh, I mentioned to everybody out there that we pull prosperity cards. And we do that thanks to my friend Heidi Bayer that created them. And actually, Linda is going to be um, connecting with her. We're going to get her back on the show. She created these cards way before it was fashionable. Um, it was done, uh, an idea she had, an energy she had, and she brings them forth. And she has contributed many decks of these cards to the listeners, and she's going to be doing that again. So right now, I'm going to be pulling one of those cards. But, you know, one of the things I just want to tell you, I'm going to introduce Linda, of course, when she uh, in, in a minute. But there's not anything or any amount of time that I could spend introducing her that would capture the essence of the work that she's done in this world and the presence she has. And so, you know, let's pull this card first, Mr. Benny. Now, here's Dr. Pat's prosperity message of the day. Hey, everybody, this is it. Prosperity law number seven. I fully experience each moment. Love this one. 
I fully experience each moment. You know, this is the only moment in which you have power. The past is done and the future depends on the choices you make now. Experiencing life as rich and rewarding in each and every moment leads to a more prosperous future. This is an important card for me, and I'm going to talk a little bit about why that's important um, in in a number of different ways. Uh, But first, let me introduce you to Linda. For those of you that don't know who Linda Starwolf is, you know, she has been a visionary teacher and shamanic guide for uh, thousands of people, thousands of people all over the world for over 30 years. You know, she's founder and co-director of Venus Rising Association for Transformation. It is a nonprofit. And more importantly, you know, she is someone that has said yes to a life uh, that is now getting acknowledged worldwide. You know, this idea of stepping out into the world and being this kind of visionary and being somebody that has been out in the field, uh, a therapist, you know, in the mental health and addictions field, you know, somebody that is taught shamanic breath work um, and what that means and how to live in that present moment. You know, for many of us, we got to meet her along the way of our own journey. We got to meet and read her books. We, we got to get into conversations with her about life and energy and spirituality. And, you know, for, for many of us, who all of a sudden find ourselves attracted to ISIS and don't know it, don't know why. You know, we turn to, you know, uh, Star Wolf's amazing idea about life and the energy of some of these iconic uh, uh, essences that have traveled this earth with us. Today we get to talk about Wolf because this is, for me, uh, something that I, I, the Wolf energy is something that I have been attracted to and yet, know very little about, never questioned it, never really got a sense of why that is. But today, each of us is going to hear about what this means, you know, to expand to our greatest potential. You know, what does it mean for each of us to look at the spirit of the wolf? You know, why 2013 may be, you know, the essence of bringing the wolf and that wolf power into full circulation. What is it about our pop culture that is now in adoration of that wolf energy? And this is a fabulous show. Star Wolf, Linda Star Wolf, joining us here today. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pat, for having me back again. I love being on your show. It's always a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, I said to you before the break, and I, I'm sure I am not the only person that has said this to you. But Linda must have told you uh, that there is this innate feeling I have about wolf and wolf energy. I'm sure that Linda must have been the person that mentioned that to you. And it is true. And I was sharing with you before the show, I have no clue at all Mm -hmm. why that is. And people have asked me why. And, And I don't try to make up a story around it. I just know it is. Today's show is to talk about and introduce our listeners to this energy, this life force. And so, you know, 
I mentioned before the show that our pop culture is now in adoration, uh, really loving the whole wolf thing, right? Our pop culture with all the werewolves and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone said to me, 2013 is the year of the wolf. And I yes. thought they were talking about, you know, I thought that we were talking about some new calendar. What are your <laughs> thoughts about that? You, you know, I mean, this has been an energy you've been with all your life. I don't know if this year is different than another year, but oh, I'd love to hear different. from you. Oh, great. Yes, it's very different. And you know, I, I'm um, a realist in that I can look out at the world and, and be here and pay attention to all the things that are going on that are so difficult. At the same time, I'm also looking at all the movement that's happening. And I think I'm a good person. I think I have a little bit of the litmus test within me to be able to do that because I've been on this, if you will, frontier for a long time and that I'm a good barometer for it. I can see the movement that has been made to awakening and the accelerated consciousness that's happening at this time. It really is. And the way you can know that consciousness is accelerating is when the opposites both really intensify. And we see that everywhere around us. You have huge movements for sustainability, environmental awareness, for, not, um, you know, for uh, women's rights, for, all, for human rights of all kinds, for animal rights, for all of the nonviolence programs that are coming forth. We're looking at you know, gun laws, we're looking at stopping to slaughter the wolves, we're looking at all these things that have been kind of ideas and that have been kind of fringe ideas, if you will, at some level for a long time. But now they're up in the political world. A lot of these things are up for vote. A lot of these things are in people's consciousness that it just makes sense that, you know, that we start thinking honestly and really how to stop our, you know, fossil fuel addiction, those kinds of things. These are things that may seem commonplace to somebody that's 25 years old or 30 years old, but there's been 30 or 40 or 50 years of hard work going on with a lot of people to help bring these ideas to the, to the forefront where it's in our psyche and in our consciousness. So people said to me, so, so well, what's going to happen after, you know, December 21st, 2012? And what I said to them, well, we're going to come into 2013, what's the year of the wolf? <laughs> and I never, you know, I don't, I've never heard anybody else say that. So I don't know who else said it. I don't know if I said it enough that it came back to you or if other people are saying it too. I but said it because said I, it. I felt, well, I don't it. even know what I meant. <laughs> I have to tell you, I said it and I said it, Good but I you. have to tell you, I am not going to take any credit for anything about it because no, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't even know what that means. But you see, your ego doesn't know what it means, but absolutely your soul knows what it means. And, you know. Uh, grandmother Twyla Nitz, a Seneca Wolf Clan grandmother that was my adopted grandmother that passed in 2007 at 94 years old. You know, grandmother Twyla said, uh, when I said to her, what's, you know, what's going to happen after the, you know, the Mayan year and, you know, end of the year and all that? And she said, well, then the wolf can really come into its power. And what she meant by that is that the, you know, the Wolf Clan and the Seneca Wolf Clan, but not just the Seneca Wolf Clan, because there's wolf clans not only with Native Americans. Now, let me just say this. But in Japan, in Scotland, there were wolf clans. In England, um, in Africa, there have been wolf clans all over the world throughout time. And the wolf clan is the clan of the visionary, the pathfinder, the one who uh, downloads that wisdom, if you will, and works to walk a path of integrity and dignity to that vision. And then they become teachers. For others, and how do they teach? Mm. By walking the path. Mm. Okay, so this is the year for us to really walk our talk 
And if you know, if you're going to, you know, grandmother Twy would say, if you're walk the path of wolf, be careful what you say because then people are going to look to you to see if you're walking that path. Ah. Oh. You know, don't just say, well, I, you know, I want to, you know, I don't want the wolves to be killed. You know, then you need to go do something about that. Mm. You know, you can't just on, so on sidelines and say, you know, oh, poor wolves. And go do something about it. Or, you know, I believe in, you know, nonviolence and, and let's work to, um, you know, to create, to stop this violence against everyone, but right. especially women. Right, then right. What are you doing about it? Right. You know, right. what are we personally doing about it? So. You know, the wolf doesn't just have visions. It puts it into action and walks that path to protect its pack, pack, if you will, community. Yeah. I want to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about that. You sure. know, because part of this is, you know, it really is for me, this is actually one of the first uh, conversations I've had on air about wolf um, in this way. You know, it's so much a part of my life in, in a way that I can't explain But one of the things that it is, is exactly like you just said. You know, we're all really clear here on the show in Transformation Talk Radio that we've got to reach more people. We don't know how it's going to happen, but it's something that's pulling us forward. And I do call that wolf energy. Let's take a short break. Wow. Star Wolf is in the house. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Beloved Ascended Master St. Germain through the transmediumship of Michael Shane is offering a one-time series of transformative healing sessions to help you let go and be who you truly are. Experience two crystal light energy healings and one past life regression with Michael for $125, a savings of $215. This offer is available to the first 20 callers who schedule their session. Be one of the first. Call now, 1-800-508-6437, 1-800-508-6437. Schedule your session and visit michaelshane.com. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Tune in each Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the hit show, Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that will help you get clear and catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers, intuitives, spiritual visionaries, and more. Want an on-air reading? Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity delivers the compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive advice that's become her trademark. Visit FogCityPsychic.com and book your reading today are you struggling through difficult times during these times of change many of us need tools and support to help us get through julie kleinhans is the host of the hit radio show teaching from the heart with julie k and is a world-renowned life coach many of us are worrying about what will happen to our jobs our homes and to our lives this is why julie is offering a 40 percent discount through january 31st of 2013 to support you and your family through these difficult times She'll teach you how to use energy tools that will help you relieve the stress and anxiety in your life. Julie is donating the net proceeds to victims of Superstorm Sandy through the organization All Hands Volunteers, a U.S.-based nonprofit dedicated to empowering disaster relief volunteers and rebuilding communities. Please call Julie at 516-639-8042, 516-639-8042, or email julie at mindfocusgeneration.com for more details and to schedule a session. 
Would you like to discover and bring forward your inner divine feminine and emerge, rebirth, rejuvenated and regenerated, restored to your original five-body blueprint? Join me, Patricia Iris Kerens, author and expert on the divine feminine, March 22nd and 23rd in Baltimore, Maryland, to birth this beautiful energy into your life. Register now. Info at patriciairiskerens.com. That's info at patriciairiskerens.com. So I'm gonna go somewhere closer to get me a lover and tell you about it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to thedrpatshow.com or just go to Google and Google Dr. Pat, and it'll take you to a bunch of places that, uh, you know, you'll have some fun and enjoy. Also, if you want to tune into Transformation Talk Radio, go ahead to transformationtalkradio.com. Check out all the really cool people that are there hosting shows and so forth. Um, it is uh, just an honor to have Star Wolf joining me here today. And before we continue to talk about um, you know, the walking the path of the spirit of the wolf. And we're going to talk about what that means, you know, in a broader sense, of course, you know, the book um, in, in, in that, 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 that has been written about this. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we do, Star, uh, Star would you please just go ahead and just uh, let folks know about some of the upcoming things that you're going to be doing. I know that you're going to be at East West Bookshop. Um, and you have a couple of other events coming up. But, you know, would you just tell folks a little bit about that, uh, your trip to Seattle? Sure, sure. I'll be in Seattle and in Portland. And if you want to go onto my website, which is shamanicbreathwork.org, which is a process that I developed many years ago to help people transform their lives, uh, if you go onto shamanicbreathwork.org and hit events, you're going to see a whole list of events. So instead of going through all of them, I would just say that I will be at East West um, bookshop, bookstore there, um, uh, and I will be giving a book talk and then the next day doing a workshop there. Um, then I'll also be in Portland at the New Renaissance Center and also with the Freedom Rising uh, Spiritual Congregation in Portland. So I'll be in that area. Uh, we come out there, actually we come out next Wednesday, so it's um, that next weekend that I will be, not this weekend, but the weekend after that. I don't have it right in front of me because I have about, uh, about 20 events between now and um, the next month <laughs> that well, I'm doing. So well, I have, I have some information in front of me. I have, for those of you out there, I uh, just want to give you some information. Uh, there's a talk Friday, March 15th, and then Saturday the 16th, there's a uh, shamanic breathwork workshop, and that's going to be in Seattle for those of you out there. So just mark the calendar, March 15th and 16th. Um, and if you go to, um, you could either go to shamanicbreathwork.org or go to East West Bookshop, and you'll be able to find lots of information about this. Thank um, you. And what's happening. And for those of you that are listening in other parts of the country, um, you know, um, Star Wolf doesn't just come to Seattle. She's also going to be in North Carolina. I'm very familiar with North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other places. So just check it out. Um, so we were talking about this energy, and we're actually also talking about the book, uh, which we should also mention. But, um, you know, this is about spirit guides in general, isn't mm-hmm. it, and yeah. archetypes. We just happen to be focusing a bit about the wolf, and there's good reason, isn't there? Yes, there is. You know, in, in many cultures, the belief system is that you are born with animal protectors or that you have a spirit totem. Um, perhaps a spirit totem would choose you or show up in your life in some way. For instance, like um, 
a bear could, you know, maybe attack the young hunter, and rather than demonize the bear, um, then they would perhaps have a scar, so they would say that they'd had an encounter with the bear, and now they had bear medicine or bear energy. Or perhaps someone was actually born into a tribe or a particular clan, uh, and they became, you know, the bear clan or the wolf clan or the, you know, even in the Cherokee, how the potato clan, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was many different clans, and, and that was symbolic of something, and you honored that, whether it was a plant or a mineral or an animal, um, and for the qualities that were exhibited. And sometimes, based on even watching a person, if you will, uh, as a child growing up, they could see that they were affiliated perhaps with a particular, you know, element or energy or animal. So a spirit totem, if you will, and especially looking at animal totems, are, are said to be protectors or guides or, or that bring us our medicine. They, they heal us. They transform our lives. They give us inner direction. And so some people, you know, are, are um, very into popularizing that right now, into finding their medicine animal, finding their power source, that sort of thing. This is not replacing, you know, like great mystery or the higher power. You might think of this uh, as some people call them guardian angels, you know. Um, but in the shamanic world, these animal powers, one of the reasons they're so powerful for us is they exhibit certain tendencies or certain characteristics that we can begin to emulate, and they tend to come to us when we really need them. You know, the wolf really has been a part of my whole life, but when it really showed up in a very powerful way for me was in my late 30s when I was really ready to fully step out of a more traditional way of teaching and being in the world and into my, truly into my, shamanic world and into the shamanic path and just kind of come out of the box, no more hiding, no more flying underneath the radar, and being really my wolfy self and being who I was. And so that wolf really calls you into courage, really calls you into walking a path of being a visionary. Um, <clears throat> today my husband was saying to me, he said, you know, so if, um, things could have been a lot easier if you'd have chosen a topic or a different energy. No kidding. Life. Really? <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, I, I, yeah, so what else did he say about it? <laughs> he said, but, you know, you chose to be a wolf. You chose to be mm. a warrior. You chose to be a spiritual guide and a leader. And, you know, you haven't been here. It was just nice to hear him say it. He said, you haven't been here to keep the status quo or kind of teach people more of what they already knew. You've been out there from the beginning talking to them about things they didn't want to hear and talking to them about things, uh, you know, that they eventually now all want to hear and that they're ready to hear. And so he's just been very sweet this morning. and acknowledging as we were having our tea this morning. Yeah. But do we actually get to choose this? This is really kind of, you know, the conversation that I love to have about something that you live and breathe with every day. Yeah. You, you know, there have been different points in time in my life. Let me give you another example for it for sure. a minute. Now, everybody knows I talk about my friend Linda, probably listening to the show. There isn't a logical bone in her body. I mean, she is like this triple Virgo, right? <laughs> but why, you know, as people say to her, Linda, you know, what is it? Why, what is your fascination with dragons? If you go in her house, there are these beautiful dragon right. statues everywhere. Yes. There is just this affinity. She never questions it. Probably, you know, doesn't really know a whole lot about it. But here she is. She is the dragon and I'm the wolf. Mm-hmm. And once there is this energy, it is hard for us to say no. Yes. It, it is good. really it's hard. It's compelling. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I really, I love that because sometimes people will say to me, 
you know, I've worked with thousands of people, and sometimes people are very lost, and I really understand that. I've had those experiences in my life, and very lost, and they don't feel connected to their spirit guides or their helpers. They're not, they don't have the dragon, or they don't have the wolf, or they're not conscious of that, you know. And I'll, I'll talk to them about listening to their inner self and about finding what, what is it that they're attracted to. You know, in breathwork experiences, people, this emerges for people all the time. Suddenly, you know, they find that they're just gaga over eagles or ravens, you know, or um, they feel that, you know, it could be a color. It could be uh, all of a sudden, you know, they're buying all, all kinds of crystals or amethyst or gemstones because they feel just this resonance that there's something that's turning them on, that there's something that their psyche is relating to. This is the shamanic world. You know, I've spoke about this before with visionary shamanism and shamanic breathwork and the Egyptian mysteries, that the world is shamanic, whether we acknowledge it or not. The whole world is in a vast, spiraling, evolutionary cycles of change all the time, going through the elemental energies of water and earth and fire and air and what the Hindus referred to as the yugas, the 24,000-year periods of great transformation. And we've just come out, coming out of this, the Kali Yuga. We're coming out of this density, and we're coming into an age, uh, in the yugas, we're coming into an age of energy, an energy renewal, and where we'll be able to uh, talk more telepathically with one another and with the animals and the various beings and creatures and be able to speak tree and speak rock. And some of us already remember how to do that. And certainly the shamans know how to do that. So the more we come into our shamanic nature, if you will, the more we remember that we are part of this great, beautiful family here on Earth. And let, let me just read you one little piece out of please, my book. Please, please do. If I could do that. Yes, and please. It's, in, it's actually in the afterword, and it says, Wolf's wisdom can help us dissolve the barrier we have built over time that obscures the truth about our interconnectedness with nature. And when this barrier is removed, we can begin to begin to perceive all of nature as our soul family and not as the other. We have gratitude and we view earth and her wonders. This is really important. We view earth and her wonders, not simply as our resources to be divvied up and squandered, but rather as our soul family. Mm. offering us their sacred gifts to be shared and appreciated. The change in perception helps us to become whole. We cultivate awareness in a way we can repay the debt we owe to nature for generously, generously tending and preparing the earth for millennia in anticipation of our arrival. Mm. So this great planet, this beautiful Mother Earth, this Gaia, this earth that gives us everything physically, that we need to survive on this planet, and providing also the emotional support through the energy beings that are here, the creatures that are here, and the intellectual mind support, if you will, and learning that we all learn from one another. This planet provides everything that we need right here to evolve our consciousness and be an embodied consciousness. But we can't, we can't learn if we can't learn from those that we believe in our minds, arrogantly, are less than us. Mm. If we believe that the wolf is less than us or that the great, you know, uh, red, redwood trees are less than us and we can cut them down just willy-nilly and that we can go out and slaughter wolves because, you know, we have a right to do so, those kinds of things. We think we can do those kinds of things 
then we are not connected to this great cycle yeah. of life. Right. And, you know, it really, this is, a, this is really for a lot of folks, they know that they can't continue to live in a world and in a place that doesn't really support uh, and honor the dignity of the uh, human spirit and the dignity of, you know, the spirit that is on the planet for all entities, for all forms of being. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what does it mean to be a visionary? How can each of us cultivate this awareness? And what is it that Wolf Spirit really teaches us? What is it that once you get that knowledge, that wisdom, you can never go back? We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, my very special guest joining us here today, Star Wolf. We'll be right back. Join Deborah Diane's live clearing teleconferences to move through blockages with this extremely efficient modality that allows for simultaneous clearing for everyone in the group without having to discuss details or engage in processing. Deborah intuitively facilitates these sessions in a fast-paced and fun environment, so every call is unique to that particular group. You'll be amazed at the amount and depth of clearing benefiting everyone on the call. To register for a teleconference, go to ConsciousTreePatterning.com and click on the Register tab to reserve your space in the next call. Tune in to The Michelle Bond Show. Awaken to a new reality. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. This call-in show with Vedic astrologer, expert, and holistic health practitioner, Michelle Bond, will give you insight to a wide range of topics. This hit show provides healthy, empowering knowledge and information and restores your health and well-being through learning the latest complementary and alternative medicine modalities. Visit themichellebondshow.com. Are you frustrated by what's happening for you around sex and relationships? Do you long for something different without knowing how to create it? Susan Lazar Hart of Right Relationship for You provides a fresh point of view and practical tools in a light, fun, funny, irreverent, and ultimately life-changing way. Get ready for a new possibility. Visit us at rightrelationshipforyou.com. That's rightrelationshipforyou.com. Tune into Intuit University, compassionate guidance, connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium, Sherry Dillard, each Thursday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality, fun, and a magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports, inspires, and empowers you to create your highest good in relationships, career, finances, life purpose, spirituality, and more. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com. Tune in to Peace World Radio, vibrant conversations to change the world with Christina Jans each second Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com and KKNW. This hit show is energetic, vibrant, and an engaging forum that's getting people talking. Christina brings you extraordinary and courageous people, bold in thought and action who dare to dream that things can be different. Peace World Radio. Join the talk the world is having. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, you know, joining me here today is Linda Starwolf. And as I said to many of you, if you go to the website, go to shamanicbreathwork.org, shamanicbreathwork.org. And what you're going to be able to do is there's a lot of information on here um, uh, about where Linda is going to be. You know, let's just can we just stop for a minute and share what you and I were just talking about today about what is happening to the wolves and, you know, what you're putting in place to kind of stop that. I don't think people really, you, you know, know uh, what the law, uh, ha- what has happened with the law and how it has changed. Well, unfortunately, you know, the, unfortunately in some places, you know, the wolf is being taken off the endangered species list, and that's really, really sad um, because that means that they're open game now for hunters. And, you know, you could understand if a wolf was attacking someone or if a wolf was attacking, you know, your beloved pet or, you know, your animals or something that, you know, you want to defend yourself. But the truth of the matter is, Dr. Pat, is they there's a lot of research out there that supports that says that there are virtually no unprovoked wolf attacks on human beings. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a myth. And second of all, there's organizations out there now that have put together funding to reimburse people who have had animals killed, um, you know, such as cat, mainly cattle and sheep, by a wolf. And did you know there's now new data and research that shows that more domestic dogs have killed animals and livestock than wolves? And yet we don't go out and hunt dogs, or we, or we, you know, most people would really be up in the air about it. That's right. And so there's a tremendous amount of information out there, a misinformation. I want to say something else about this. Mm-hmm. You got me on my soapbox here a little no, bit. No, I, I think it's important to say because I think yeah. we, I think we're just not advised. I mean, yeah, it's a kind not. of yeah, we're not. It's a kind of thing that comes out. The laws change. And everything is really quiet about it until we get to the point of no return. We have made the wolf. Humanity has put the, cast their own shadow onto the wolf, to the werewolf, to the, the scapegoat, you know, made the, the wolf into the scapegoat. And the wolf has, was long, for many, many millennia, was not feared but honored. Human beings, and it's, you know, the researchers and scientists tell us that human beings and wolves evolved together, cohabitated peacefully together as teachers for one another. But wolves, especially for human beings, the early human beings learned how to hunt, learned how to create villages, learned how to nurture uh, their young, learned how to be families and communities, learned how to care for their elderly, learned how to let, you know, um, if you will, let things die, learned how to, to give birth, learned how to do all those things. And through their observation of many species, but especially the wolf, because there's no other group of animals in the world, really, that are as connected in a pack or a community as the wolf and have their social, um, you know, their socialization skills that are so adept at teaching us how to um, be in leadership, how to find our role in the pack. You know, a lot of people think frequently that the alpha wolf is the you know, the one that makes every all the other wolves be submissive and is, you know, the strongest and the biggest warrior, that's not always the case. 
the alpha will sometimes, uh, once it's established itself as the alpha, because it, it's the strongest leader, is frequently can be seen playing with the young, and it can be the most compassionate of all the wolves within the pack. There can be other wolves that are actually stronger and more powerful in other ways. So, and it's, and then when you hear the word alpha, you think, well, the head wolf and all the other wolves fall behind. Well, I once read that the alpha wolf doesn't consider itself an alpha. It, it, you know, it doesn't consider the definition of what we consider alpha. It just considers that it knows that it can do what it needs to do to protect the pack and to keep it um, uh, healthy and alive. So it right. functions in that role. But it doesn't see itself as being any more important than the so-called um, aunties of the of the pack or the protector or warrior or guard of the pack or the, you know, the female alpha giving birth. It just sees that it's, it's role. And so there's so many things we can learn and that the early human beings learned about wolves. And that's why dog became man's best friend, because wolves were humans' best friends. And over time, became so symbiotic with their hunting and communities and living closer and closer to one another, they eventually began to uh, take some of the pups and raise them and then breed them, and they became their pets. We know that in early Native culture that the wild dogs that came from the wolves, if you will, that the wild dogs actually protected the children at home um, by the fires while the uh, men were out hunting and the women were down washing clothes and gathering berries and herbs. So these animals have been protectors and guides. You know, uh, Grandma the Twilight said many years ago, you know, God, or a great mystery, if you want to put it that way, creator, created wolves, and humans created dogs because all dogs come from wolves. So that's one thing just to remember, first of all, about the dignity of wolves and who they are and that they didn't eat us back those years ago, you know, that they became our friends and that they have been with us for a long time. And at some point, human beings, I think during the patriarchy as it rose, uh, began to cast their shadow off onto other things like uh, different uh, racism. Right. Women. Right. um, You know, um, all kinds of ways. And in the animal world, to things like snakes, to wolves, to anything perceived as uh, a threat to them, you know. And, you know, part of this, though, (laughs) it's really interesting that, you know, the spirit of the wolf comes alive through the youth of our pop culture. That's right. You know, and what I mean by that is... You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, and I, and I say the youth, and I'm not just talking about you know people that are in their teens, but I mean there's a freshness to the way wolves are being tr- portrayed in literature, yeah. um, and, and especially if we're looking at the most recent, by the way, uh, uh, amazement with the wolf culture through uh, the Twilight series. Uh-huh. And when you look at that, um, and how honoring Stephanie Meyer was of the wolf and the wolf culture and how she went out of her way to talk about, you know, the generations of this and, you know, to talk about uh, the belief and the principles and what they were there to do to protect the humans. I mean, you know, there's a lot of that she wrote about this in the book that didn't need to be there. You know what I'm saying? But she, she did go out of her way to do that. And so, you you what you have is you know you you have whether you're in the camp of the wolf the werewolf or the vampire right that's right right that's right Did, don't mean, we're, we're looking at these supernatural beings but you know look at think of the word super exactly 
we're looking at, and that's what really the shamanic world is, is the mm-hmm. supernature. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. And, you know, the word nature means nurture is where that comes from. And if you go back in time, thousands of years ago, the word netter, N-E-T-E-R, which is the Egyptian gods, if you will, the, the netter, the netteru, that's the early form, if you will, of nature spirits. Nurture and nature spirits are nurturing spirits, if you will. And so we've divorced ourselves from the shamanic world. We've divorced ourselves from, from being able to have visions. We've yes. divorced ourselves from nature itself. And when we do that, we find ourselves sick and in a sick culture. Mm. But yet at the same time, you're, you're very right. You know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with all these things, too, to be quite yeah. honest with you. You know, I'm 60 years old and I'm <laughs> sitting in the movies like I'm 16 watching this Yeah, <laughs> Yes, me too. You know? And, and it's, it's not about the teeny bopper stuff. Although I'm great that it's affecting and reaching out to teeny boppers, it's the it's about these supernatural beings. We're fascinated with them, and I think it's because of their supernature. And I think it's quite frankly because secretly inside we all want to have that supernature. We all want to have, be immortal. We all want to possess you know superpowers. You know, look at Superman and you know and all the super um, yeah. beings that. Because why? We want to be more than what we are as human beings. We want to understand our divinity. We want to be in that bigger self, you know. And I think that it's, I think it's positive. I don't think it's negative at all. No. I think it's positive. No. And, and I love it that, uh, that people are finding ways to write about these things and introduce them to children, to teenagers, whatever venue we, you know, or avenue we can use to to incorporate fact with fiction is great. Well, and, you know, part of this is also the way we've seen, you know, our pop culture evolve with the way they handle wolves. But i got to tell you for myself, as an early kid, and I watched some of those reruns with Lon Chaney Jr., and I'll tell you, I was the only one sitting around crying when he got killed in the yeah, end. I know, yeah, I know. You know, I mean, that part of that. I and, was too. Exactly. I was, I, I, was, I was there with you. We'd been crying together. We'd have been crying together. And, you know, the whole wolf thing with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer, at the end, I'm cheering. So there's yes. something about this energy that kind of gets you going. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how we can incorporate, you know, this spirit, this wolf spirit in every day of our lives. The question is, have you asked yourself, you know, what are we doing today to help this world be a better place tomorrow. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Tune in each Tuesday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for Quantum Techniques Talk Radio. Bring healing to chaos. This hit show will empower you to take charge of your own healing and take back your life. You'll be reminded of your innate connection to the divine through the teachings of world-renowned healing practitioners who will provide the tools necessary to discover how to heal yourself and others. Did you know you can even prevent disease? Absolutely. Get ready to invoke the miracle of self-healing physical or non-physical causes of stress, pain, and illness. Discover toxins, pathogens, structural issues, trauma, emotions, relationships, generational issues, spiritual problems, and wrong beliefs blocking you from living a phenomenal life. Break free from the chaos and take charge of your own healing. Visit quantumtechniques.com for more information. 
Saskia Roel, the international soul guide who has followed her soul from Hong Kong and Africa to America. Saskia cracks open the lives of her clients and brings their soul's purpose to life. Are you stuck in a life that doesn't work? Go to YourSoulGuidance.com for your 21-day roadmap to the life you secretly dream about absolutely free. Discover surprising truths about your soulmate, talents, blocks, and more. Now is the time. Go to YourSoulGuidance.com. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Mastering the art of dream building in the real world. This hit show will inspire you to start painting the canvas of your life and bring your unique spirit and your amazingly intelligent mind together to find an incredible, practical, real-world strategy to building a life with epic results. Tune in to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. Beloved Ascended Master St. Germain, through the transmediumship of Michael Shane, is offering a one-time series of transformative healing sessions to help you let go and be who you truly are. Experience two crystal light energy healings and one past life regression with Michael for $125, a savings of $215. This offer is available to the first 20 callers who schedule their session. Be one of the first. Call now. 1-800-508-6437. 1-800-508-6437. Schedule your session and visit Michael Shane Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. I mean, this is one of the most fun shows I get to do. You know, what a lineup today. Uh, Thank you, Linda, for doing what you do so well. Thank you, Mr. Benny, for a great, great producer of this show. And Linda Starwolf, my very special guest. Linda, uh, you know, a couple things we're going to talk about here for people that are hearing this show and want to get more involved. But before we do, I'd love to have you tell people how they can tell them about the book, how they can get a copy. And uh, and then I think it's so important to share what folks can do if they feel called to get more involved. Sure. You know, one of the best ways to defend wildlife is to go to Defenders of Wildlife. And you can certainly yep. go to uh, Defenders of Wildlife, um, their website, and it, it's the same name. There's also the International Wolf Center, which is www.wolf.org. There's Wildlife Conservation Network, all of these. You can go on to, you know, just Google and just Google wolf resources, and these things will all pop up. You can also go to the back of my book, and on page 114 and 115, I have all of these websites. And I also have on there some specific wolf centers and places where I know people who are working with um, people who've, um, have wolves and they've abandoned them, or they have wolf dogs that are about 90% wolves, and you can't reintroduce those into, you know, uh, out into mainstream society. So they're working with those wolves and things like that. Um, you can go into my book and find that. Um, one of the things that you can do, I really want to encourage people to do what, what we're working on doing right now, find out who your Congress people are. And if you don't know who they are, you should know, but if you don't, Find out who they are, and then 
to begin to, um, you know, take a bold action. Just pick up, and, because the phone numbers are right there. Call their office. Leave a message if you don't get them. Or you can write them and let them know how you feel about wolves. And to ask, if you don't know what your laws are, ask, do we have wolves in this state? If we do, what, what are the hunting laws? You know, and where do you stand on this? There's simply things like that. People don't know that those people are there to represent your thoughts, your concerns. And uh, we're planning on really creating an initiative, if you will, to send books to all of the legislatures, legislators in the various areas of Spirit of the Wolf so that they can read this book and not only uh, see there's about 35, this is probably something we should say, there's about 35 to 40 beautiful images from Antonia Nasheva, a wonderful, wonderful artist of wolves and a really visionary way of presenting wolves. So it's a beautiful gift. This book uh, can be given to anyone. My grandchildren have it. My parents have it. You know, I give it for friends. I give it to people all over the place. So the beautiful images will attract people. And yeah. then as they start to read about the evolution of wolves and humans and how wolves really are humans' friends and the environment's friends, and then begin to read about some of the things that have been done to wolves and the scapegoating of wolves and the resources of where they can support wolves, we can bring a lot of awareness to the, the people who are passing the laws and uh, who are repealing laws and ask them to reactivate and to even encourage stronger laws to protect wolves. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, throughout the centuries, for a lot of people, uh, wolves have been, you know, revered. They've been, they've just been, have put in the highest of highest um, in indigenous cultures. And um, and it is, you know, through our own selfish reasons that we show up and do some of the things that uh, we're doing right now. And it isn't just to wolves. I mean, I love that you send people, you know, to the website because it's, you know, there you get to see what's happening all over the world. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I have two dear, very, two very dear friends. Uh, one is Ann Dillon, who was co-author with me on Visionary Shamanism, and another is Carly Matamore, who's uh, a graduate of our program and a, and a good good friend and, and soul sister. And um, Carly's taken on the cause of the White Lions, and... South Africa, and Anne has taken on the cause of the elephants, um, what's happening with the elephants and, and their dwindling populations for their ivory. And, you know, the three of us are looking to get together and to do some, some things together, but all three of us are taking, you know, initi- initiatives, if you will, to bring this awareness, um, you know, to the world. My good friend Bonnie Rubenstein, and, uh, who's been an activist. She's been an activist her whole life, and in, in, in Washington and other places, and and she's been a wonderful spiritual, um, spiritually based person. And we're, she's working with me right now to create some um, really positive actions out there that can uh, stand up in the world to to make a difference. So we can make a difference by speaking up and standing up for what we believe in. Now, I want to, if I could, mention something about sure. Anubis. Yes. Anubis, um, for all you people out there who might be interested um, in Anubis, who was considered to be the jackal-headed deity of ancient Egypt. Right. Right? Right. An early canine shamanic guide for budding humanity and who assisted them with their human evolution and spirituality. Uh, Some saw him as a funerary deity that um, actually transported souls between this world and the other world. 
But as I worked with the um, shamanic Egyptian mysteries um, and really brought forth this connection with Anubis, I just automatically, out of all the deities, including Isis, but I really fell in love with Anubis. <laughs> and of course I was going to fall in love with Anubis because he was this jackal, you know, and he has these very wolfy looking. Yes. And when I started working with him, and because I am a visionary and I work with direct experience, my inner vision and my inner journeys, he told me he was the original wolf, that he came in as in the original wolf energy many years ago, and that what happened in Egypt is that they deified him and honored him as, um, you know, a god, if you will, a deity. Well, at the time when I brought this forth, and, and it actually made it into the Egyptian books of, that I was working on with Nikki Scully, um, you know, the research said, no, he's not a wolf, he's a jackal, it's a different descendant, that sort of thing. But uh, in 2011, the researchers did the DNA studies with what's called the golden jackal of ancient Egypt that supposedly Anubis was modeled after. And guess what they found out? Uh-oh. Anubis was not a jackal. <laughs> and in fact, the golden jackals are not jackals. They're oh, wolves. they're wolves, right? They were the first probably the first wolves on the planet. And just as, you know, uh, if you buy into that, um, um, the studies, you know, that seem to point that uh, the earliest life that we know yes. was happened in Africa and rose up in Africa and then migrated out into the rest of the world, that uh -huh. we all came from that area, who else came from there? The wolves. Mm. The wolves, in the form, they look different than they do now. They look more like a new, with more of a pointy snout, longer ears, that sort of thing, and that that those were the original wolves that migrated out over around the rest of the planet. So here human beings, think about this for a moment, if human beings and wolves have always been together and always been cohabitating together and symbiotically hunting and, and traveling together and supporting one another, it makes sense that when the first humans began to travel out from Africa that the wolves went with them. Yes. Yes. So here we have this ancient culture deifying this creature that helps what? Mm. People travel from one world to another. Yeah. Yeah. The way shower, the pathfinder, all the way back to then, which was given to me in direct experience because I had mm -hmm. no research or training in that area when he told me he was the original wolf. And at the time, all the academic people around me went, no, he wasn't. Mm. He was a jackal. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... That is, for me and for those uh, folks listening to the show, you know, it's when we have a knowing about something and right. when we're challenged left and right and the knowing doesn't change. It really does take courage from all of us to stand up. And I think that's what this year is about. Yeah. I really do think that is the energy that we've talked about during the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been a real pleasure, Dr. Pat, and I hope I'll meet, be able to meet some of the folks that we've reached out to today. I do want to mention one other thing, if I could very sure, quickly. Sure, That is, we're taking, we take people on journeys. We took people to Peru this past year, and this year, in June, we have a few spaces left to take people with us to uh, England and to France to study the mysteries over there of the Celtic circles and of Stonehenge and to do mm. breath work at night at Stonehenge and to go into the caves in France to uh, call back the goddess. And we'll be walking with the wolf every step of the way. So we hope people will join us in our training programs and our 
um, trips and um, in our, if you will, our mission Mm. to embody the visionary and to walk the path of the wolf this year. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. And uh, let's make sure everybody goes to the website, uh, shamanicbreathwork.org. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you when you get to Seattle. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Pat, for all the great things you do. Oh, you too. Thank you guys for tuning us in, turning us on. Like I said before, for more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com. And yes, our colors are changing. Just give us a little time. We're changing our brand. And for Transformation Talk Radio, hop over there, transformationtalkradio.com. We'll see you guys next time on the Dr. Pat Show. say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. Love is officially in the air. Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show is showing you love all year long, not just for Valentine's Day. Dr. Pat, known for her pay-it-forward manifesto, is now joined by the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm in love, baby, with Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Amazing host, incredible guest. Get your groove on. Feel the love, be the love. Can't get enough of your love, Lots of things I can't get used to. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, Make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 